0: Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Fernando, your host of the Bar Exam Game Plan Podcast. I hope that you are doing well. And today I wanted to cover the area of torts, specifically how the interaction between in, in, intentional torts and privileges works, specifically as it relates to false imprisonment and the shopkeeper's privilege. So, just so that you have some context of how this works, you know, and it's important for you to understand how, you know, privileges work in the context of uh, intentional torts. Um, and understanding one area can really help you understand how others work as well and how they may be limited sometimes. So generally, uh, no action for false imprisonment will lie against a shopkeeper who detains a suspected shoplifter if, one, there are reasonable grounds, pay attention to reasonable, right, the word reasonable, that's key, one, there are reasonable grounds to believe that a theft has occurred, two, the detention is conducted in a reasonable manner, right? No deadly force is allowed. And three, the detention is limited to a reasonable period of time to make an investigation. So those are like the three different elements that are required in order for the shopkeeper's privilege to apply and the person who is being detained not have a cause of action for false imprisonment against the shopkeeper, uh, The shopkeeper, right? Reasonable grounds, reasonable manner, and reasonable period of time to make an investigation. So to give you an example, a, a storekeeper reasonably reasonably believes that B, uh, was uh stashing a, a a cigarette lighter in her sweater, right? When B comes to the cash register to pay for other items, A suddenly grabs her purse. He tells her that her purse is not going to be returned to her until she submits to a body search by one of the store's female employees. Here, since the method of detention coupled with A's demand is probably unreasonable, B should be able to successfully sue A, the shopkeeper, for assault, battery, basically grabbing her purse from her hand, and false imprisonment, confining her to the store by appropriating her purse. Right. And you know, it's it's these types of factual scenarios that really you need to become attuned to so that you understand how the privilege you know works and also so that you're able to issue spot it not just in an MBE but an essay as well, right? And you're able to draw on the facts to make arguments for both sides. So That's generally how the shopkeeper privileges work works. And those are the three elements. And just also remember that generally the privilege doesn't apply and doesn't extend to the collection of a past due debt. The facts will sometimes include that in there. So pay attention to that because you know they might say, Oh, you know, the person was stopped in the store and asked to pay a past due debt. And maybe some of the answer choices are, oh, you know, that. Uh, that person won't be able to argue that they're you know falsely in prison because of the shopkeeper's privilege. That's going to be incorrect because it's a past due debt. The shopkeeper's privilege doesn't apply in that situation. All right, all right. Keep at it. You got this. And I look forward to you forward to catching you at the next episode and bringing you uh more uh brief reviews. Take care. Connect with you soon. Bye. This episode is brought to you in part by Juno the collective bargaining group here to get you the best rates on your student loans. To learn more, go to BarExamGamePlan.info and click on the Juno logo.